0: this episode you meet pat murray our non-grad pink for life uh classmate pat flew uh, pat was a natural pilot who flew all kinds of aircraft from seaplanes to commercial air passenger aircraft to medevac missions pat achieved his goals just not via the traditional route <laughs> <I can't wait. laughs> that's great
1: it is well, great john
0: so so thanks thanks for being part of this this is a this is a pretty fun uh, event i uh I thought I'd start off just by saying, you know, you and I are kind of special. We're the only two guys on this whole recording thing that um, never served a minute on active duty in the Air
1: Force. <laughs> 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 and I,
0: we'll get into your story in a minute, but I, I just, I think that <laughs> I'm not sure. What well, the... at, least,
1: at least you got a chance to serve active duty and that was uh, pretty damn cool. I'm well, they're really you know, proud of you, brother. <laughs> you're, thank you. Well, you were one of my inspirations, I got to tell you that. Um Yeah, you know, the funny the funny thing is I live here in Virginia Beach and all of my neighbors here are retired navy people. Oh yeah. So I don't say anything bad about the navy at all. Well,
0: I I'm I'm living in the, amidst a bunch of uh, navy guys as well up up where I am. There are some air force people too, but mostly army, navy and so I I got to be careful what I
1: say. <laughs> my wife says the Marines still had the best uniforms though.
0: Well, that's that's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's of national importance, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: the uniform is important. But that's how, that's how they get the Marines in there. Nobody else wants to do all that stuff. <laughs> 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 Not picking on any Marines. I just I know it's a rougher a rougher road than uh, the average. Oh yeah, man.
1: Guy. God bless um,
0: them. Hey, I wanted to find out because you uh, you came to the academy a little. Through a little different path. What? Where did you grow up?
1: Uh, Miami, Florida.
0: And what? What led you
1: to the zoo? I think um, my main interest in high school was learning how to fly airplanes. Yeah. And and as I learned, um, as I looked at it, what I wanted to do was become an airline pilot. Okay. And at that time. Uh, the major airlines in Miami were Eastern and national, all these airlines that don't even exist anymore. But Everybody that was being hired had at least a thousand hours or more of jet time. And they were all military people. Wow. And I thought, you know what Vietnam war is going on right now. Everybody's dodging the draft. It's time to join ROTC, you know? Okay. I went to a community college for a couple of years and, uh, um, Pursued that avenue, and then I realized, you know what, the Air Force Academy is awesome, pretty damned awesome, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know if it was recruiters' uh, information or whatever, but uh, I started pursuing an interest in, or pursuing, ap- applying to it, and um, I got uh, got accepted, and. to this day, I still think the reason why is there was so much negativity about the Vietnam war in our society. Um, a lot of people just didn't show up, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I was, I was really fortunate, very, very fortunate to be accepted. So what,
0: how many years after high school did you
1: apply? Um, I applied a year after. So, uh, I was, I had already completed a year of community college or junior college at that time.
0: Okay.
1: And, um, they, they, you know, they. I, I guess I tested out well and did well and uh, got accepted. You know, so I got, I got. Then, so you show up at, <laughs> at the
0: academy, and were you, were you really ready for all the uh, chaos that was coming?
1: You know, John, um, I I expected, you know, the, you know, the the hurricane of harassment and uh, the barrage of insults and all that stuff because I had. Um, a little bit of exposure to that, just with ROTC, but it was it was pretty minor compared to what we experienced. But I wasn't really ready, no.
0: Yeah, I was. I was really surprised when they fired that cannon. I almost I almost bit <laughs> <almost wet> myself. <laughs> <laughs> And I just remember basically drowning for the next four years. It felt like, even though they stopped yelling after a while, I I felt like the echoes of that first year stuck with me for a while. Now you were you're getting chewed out by younger guys, right?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Did that? Did that? Did you laugh at that, or what was what was that all? No,
1: not really, because you know, I I was looking at the I, I was totally in awe in awe of what was going on at the academy and the people that were there. And, um, I really didn't think of the age. I thought just more of, uh, you know, kind of walking in their shoes and being who they were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and where, where did you do? Dual year I'm sorry.
0: I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, where'd you do dual year? What
1: squadron? I was in 35. Oh, wow. That's you pretty hear, close. You want to hear an interesting story? Yeah um i'm flying a learjet now for an air ambulance company right okay and um so i showed up for training we have recurrent training every six months and the 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 boss the you know the head guy at at tucson arizona that's in charge of flight safety um comes down to our simulator and it's like at night we've had our simulator training at night and he says um you two guys are going to have to go for a covid test because you came in contact with one of our instructors today and i won't tell you who it was but you already know who it was because we'd only been in touch with one person <laughs> and he tested positive for covid today so um we went down and we did a, a rapid test ourselves that ran the simulator did a, a test the next morning we couldn't find any place in tucson or everybody was out of the rapid test except this one place at the airport um, for the passengers so we we got tested and the next day we came in for our training and I stopped by his office and I said uh, he, he had mentioned also that his his one of his dogs he had um, standard poodles had eaten a, a poisonous plant and had gotten really sick you know <laughs> so he was showing us pictures of his children the kid the two poodles right and so i asked him i said how do you how are, your, how are your dogs doing you know and he says fine i said do you want you want to see uh you want a copy of our test that we passed the test for the rapid test to come back to work he says no i don't need that he says just the fact that you did is fine and we started talking he was a c-130 pilot in the air force happened to graduate from the air force academy class of 75 oh and i said well what squadron are you in he says 35 i said well I was a I was a Dooley in '35 when you were, uh, you know, a, a third classman there, and he says, "Well, he says I wasn't an asshole. I was just," I, <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I I kind of just went went to work and did my job and all that stuff. Graduated first in his class. Oh my goodness!" Of, uh, and he says, "He says my love was atmospheric science," and he says, "I said he says." I said, you had to be a math major or, uh, I can't remember, another uh, another type of, there was another uh, engineering class or science class. There, was, there were only two majors that allowed to, uh, the minor in, in atmospheric science. I said, you know, that was my love too. And I said, I took every one of those atmospheric science classes as an elective. Wow. I said So I know you, you know, and you know me. I said, I knew I recognized you, but I just didn't couldn't put the two to two together, you know? So, you know, interesting thing is all of the guys that, and girls who graduate from the academy today, you're going to run across people for 50 years or more. You're going to walk across a path and say, you know what? I either know you or something, what'd you do? And you know, you'll, you'll make that connection. And you were in this, you know, maybe in the same time and place with them, you know, yeah. in the same classes, you know? Well, yeah. We have
0: a shared background, shared experience for sure.
1: Yeah, and here's this guy first in our first in his class. My <laughs> gosh, you know, wow. So we've we we've, we've exchanged emails, and uh, now when I fly so I'm gonna take pictures of clouds and send them to him. Just <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> that's that's cool.
0: <laughs> that's great. So, so that brings up a uh, a a comment that you made that I'd like to uh, dot, divulge or dive into a little deeper, and that is fifty years. Yeah. So this thing has stuck with both of us for a long time. And I think uh, one of the, the themes I'm picking up and talking to everybody is we had a sense of humor, which got us through a lot of stressful times. And now we're still around 50 years later. And, and I, I'm curious, what was your first experience or first memory of being a Pink Panther?
1: You know, I think, I think the newness of the change, you know, because we all had to change change, uh, squadrons after that first year, Yeah, <clears throat> just making, making new friends, but also, you know, adjusting to the new, uh, um, you know, the cadre and stuff that were in charge of us and all that stuff, you know? Um, but what I, what I loved the most about it was the fact that, um, the group itself was pretty cohesive. You know, they were, uh, you know, uh obviously very professional but they had this sort of cavalier attitude about them you know and yeah we, we
0: i think it was uh, we wanted to buck the system as much as we could because we were, we were really stressed out <laughs> i mean,
1: i think that's what it was i really do
0: and the antics do you remember any specific antics that you uh that stuck with you
1: john all i remember is sticking my nose in a book and trying to Trying to get information <laughs> out enough to pass the next test, you know. So you you didn't do the did do
0: the mooning or the air no, but stuff.
1: I, do re- I do remember you know uh, the guys running out and going out to moon command post and then yeah. coming back and uh, and you know telling some of their stories about being chased on the chased or pursued somewhat. Anyway, I don't think they really pursued us very much, you know. Yeah, the the story was uh,
0: <clears throat> Paul Prang and Dave Connors dressed up like police and scared us into staying out in the woods for a couple of hours <laughs> up the hill. <laughs> they they pulled the reverse uh, the reverse prank of all time. That How was, funny like, is that? Yeah, those guys were that was clever. Um I do remember there was a five hundreds night, famous we had five hundred days to I go remember, and
1: you know I made it I made it to that, John.
0: Yeah, I know. I got a picture of you in the commandant's office with all these paraphernalia around the uh, signs and posters that we decorated his office. I don't remember how we got into his office, but I remember that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs>
0: did you, uh, did you enjoy any of the summer stuff? Like, uh, like what did you do for third Lieutenant?
1: Uh, third Lieutenant was pretty special, you know, uh, the, um, <laughs> the best thing I can remember was the, uh, dating the girl that was the, uh, <laughs> the, the lead uh, lifeguard at the officer's club pool. Okay. And um, that was pretty nice. <laughs> so that, that
0: was your, your attempt at third lieutenant was to have a, a social life. <laughs> Forget the military. Let's have a social life. <laughs>
1: well, you know what um, I think, you know, when you're that young, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're, it, it's you know you you spend the time in the the cadre you know in the in the academy studying and all that stuff and when you um, when you realize you're still young and uh, full of life and it's just you know it's this some special times you know
0: oh yeah and we're isolated you know we were <laughs> kind of in a in a little uh, capsule away from yeah, civilization
1: isolated you know oh yeah and but, and yep the um i I will say the one thing that this may sound really weird but i just love flying airplanes yeah and and i just everything that the air force did um was something i wanted to do as far as flying and i didn't i probably wouldn't have done well stuck in the bottom of a missile silo or something like that just for me it just wouldn't have been my my thing you know now were you did you get to do the t-41 thing at all I did, yeah. I flew uh, I actually got an A in that one, but it was only one it was only worth one credit hour. Yeah. yeah. And so it didn't balance out the D that I had in history. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, blew that one. I wasn't really good with mathematics. I should have I should have studied this a little bit. I mean, I should have paid a little more attention maybe in the in doc, in doc or something, but <clears throat> well, I just I just remember having trouble
0: comprehending almost everything. Are you at? Are you outside somewhere?
1: No, I'm inside. If you, you hear some noise in the background?
0: Yeah, lots and lots of
1: no, background the, Maybe I should go upstairs. And go. Let me, I got you for a second. I'm going to go upstairs where it's a little quieter. Okay. She's watching the Outlanders. It's a, some sort yeah. of a yeah, TV or show. Or Netflix or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, these, some of these shows are addictive, you know?
0: I know. That one's a pretty good one, actually. Did you watch <laughs> that show? I've, I've watched it bits and pieces. Whenever we get the free weekend, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll let it this part out of our discussion.
1: <laughs> we'll have a, a I, little. Break. I've been talking with an Irish, a uh, Scottish brood lately. Yeah, there you go. I says, you better stop it, young, young Patrick. <laughs> Mark, I'm going to. I am going
0: to go deck you. Got to let her know that uh, Hope is a Scottish clan. Is that right? Yep. Actually, I think Murray's a Scottish clan, too. I know uh, McC- my grandmother was a McColl. No uh, Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. My grandma and grandpa both came over from Scotland after World War One and met in New York City. How cool is that? Yeah, and they had the, they had the harsh accents all the way until the end. Wow. I've learned all kinds of cool Scottish things. Uh, that's, that's neat stuff. Yeah. So the Air Force Academy, the third lieutenant, any other summer stuff that you did that you... Happy you know, I, or... yeah. I, you
1: know, I gave up all. I'm um, except for one summer break. I gave up all of my summer leave for. Uh, um. What do you, what is, what do they call that thing? Uh, the summer school. Oh, the R our, our flight. R flight. Yeah, I did R flight. It'll be three summers. Okay. <laughs> Just to kind of get ahead and and not uh, not be overwhelmed, you know, academically for the next year. Yeah. So, I never, I never,
0: I tried to avoid our flight. And then maybe that's why I was in trouble all the time. You know, I, a lot of guys took our flight voluntarily to get ahead on the great And they, they yeah. were fine. And I'm like bottom of the, struggling like crazy going, but I want my summer vacation.
1: <laughs> you know what? You're smart. Cause you need a break. Well, that's something I, I don't know
0: about smart, but I, I survived. I, I,
1: I never took it. I never, you know, I never had that. So,
0: wow. Yeah, I, I had to, I had, some, I had, I had to have the summer. but I had to get away from the place for a while every every summer.
1: Smart move, you know. You you need time away. Now, did you?
0: Uh, we we don't have to get into all the gritty details, but was there a uh, situation or, or a uh, a board? What what happened? What what was the process when they when they said you're no longer going to stick around?
1: Well, um,
0: and for those of you who don't know, Pat made it to the last semester of our first year, and here's
1: the story. You know, the, uh, looking back on it, this may sound really silly, but my last uh, review board, when I went at, you know, after you get your grades in and you realize you're, you're, you got too many D's, and you're now at a 1.95 grade point average, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I never realized, you know. I guess I tried to do well in all classes. You know, in you know, you got a you got a job ahead of you to do to work all these, you know, twenty three credit hours for the semester, or whatever. Yeah. God for (laughs) that (laughs) we carried. But I never looked at the load. I just looked at the classes and thought, well, you know, I need to do the best I can in every one of them. They're all important, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not all important. No. Yeah, some have more weight than others. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're not important. What's important is the mathematical grade point average you take out the each semester, and. I never thought about this. I mean, it took me probably 20 years to really re- realize this, but mm. none of those classes totally overwhelmed me except the economics. I never did understand economics very well, but um, none of those classes in a regular college would I have not gotten in a B or an A in. Right. You know, so I got thinking about this, you know, I, I did kind of my best. I mean, I listened, I take took notes and I got, C's on most of my exams and all that stuff, nothing, nothing to brag home about. But um, if I had really just focused on any one class for each semester mm. and said, I'm going to get an A in this class, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, you fell short, but you got a B. But guess what? A B averages yeah. a D into a C. And yeah, it gets you over to you home, Now I have a 2.0 average. And yeah, yeah. No, I ended up with a one nine five or one nine six or whatever. And had I class each semester and gotten a B in it or wow. an A in it um, that would have erased and a lot still showed up for all the other classes and taking yeah. the tests and stuff, it would have it would have probably graduated me. So but that was that. the deal. They said you're just so far underwater that we're going to let you go. Um, yeah, pretty much. You know what they yeah. actually told me is they, they said, Mr. Murray, you've got your priorities wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they actually hit that one wrong too, because they got that one about second or third. They okay. said, you want to be an Air Force Academy graduate, you know, and you second want to be um, a pilot in the Air Force and third you're thinking about being an officer in the air force and what they what they didn't understand is i wanted to be a pilot first yeah which automatically required you to be an air force officer right and the academy graduate was probably a little lower on the scale you know i'd be yeah. obviously you got to graduate to become a Officer to become a pilot, but well, uh,
0: graduation makes you an officer, but you don't have to be a grad to be an officer, yeah.
1: But I wanted all I wanted to do was be an Eastern Airlines pilot, you know, yeah. Well, there you go, <laughs> but they're out of business, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we had
0: to go through that whole drama, and that was a heartbreaker for the, the squadron, by the way. It was, Thank uh, you,
1: John. it
0: was a tough one for us because we were we sort of felt like we had failed, also.
1: No, you hadn't at all. No, you know, we, funny. it, it was funny.
0: really it was a tough one, and when it was a dark <laughs> time because guys were starting to lose their pilot calls. Wow, uh, Tom Wyman lost his pilot qualification about a month before we graduated. So it was, yeah. it was just a, a just a real rough. Th- th- that last semester was we, we made it through, we grunted it out, but it was yeah. it was sad because we lost part of the spark. One of the one of the lifes of the party had been summarily. Sent <laughs> off to Hawaii for a vacation. So um, Well,
1: you know, it was a great vacation, John. Yeah, no, I know. You don't have to go into that story, but I just. Hey, was, I was going to tell you one thing. You knew you knew Wyman did finally get pilot qual, didn't you?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we've had. He flew closest. B-52s, I think. Yep, he did.
1: You know, I was so excited. when. Uh, thank you for taking me to that uh, 43 Union, too. That was such a nice invitation to be able to go there and reconnect with these guys. I hadn't seen them for 40 years, you know.
0: Well, that but, was payback for you taking me to SeaWorld. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I do wanna I do wanna cover that a little bit because you know, life after the academy, however you departed and whatever, however long you stay in the Air Force or how, whatever happens to you, life goes on and past go. made the absolute most out of life after the academy.
1: So what thank, what, was you,
0: first, what was your first what uh, was your first adventure?
1: You know, after coming back after coming back home you mean yeah well thank god my mom was kind enough to let me move back home you know <laughs> i hope i hope everybody has a parent that will allow you to move back home that made it a, little, a lot easier believe it or not but yeah you know uh coming back home um it i mean it was it was there there was still this weight you know you're built up to to look toward graduation and all that stuff, you know, Yeah. yeah. but you know, to not have that, you have to realize you have to gird your loins and just raise yourself up and do something, you know, um, you're not, you're not a life failure. You just happen to not fulfill the needs of the other people or the school or whatever, you know? So yeah. um, my whole goal was to fly airplanes and become an airline pilot. So, um, I went home and I, I did what I thought, where do you, where do you, you know, where do you go and learn to fly? You go back to the airport where you'll, where you got your, you know, your first private pilot license or whatever. And I took a job as a, I went in with a three piece suit and a tie and applied for a job as a guy that mows the grass and cleans the toilets. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, I walked in the door, and the guy says, "Well, you look a little overqualified." I said, "I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I said I'm just looking for a job that allows me to, to work for you guys on the ramp as a as a they call them line boys, but I'll, yeah, you know uh, line personnel they call them probably now, but it's, um, work as a line boy and get my flying at a discount." You know, he says, "Well, I'll tell you what I'll do you. I'd love to hire you, so you're hired already." He says, "This is what I do. I'll charge you my um, rate that I lease my airplanes from from private owners, and you pay for the fuel. So, this is—I mean, this is a ridiculously low cost. Where airplanes are costing one hundred and hundred plus an hour now to fly, eight dollars an hour for a Cessna one hundred and fifty, mm. and sixty-nine cents a gallon for fuel. Wow! And I mean, this is nineteen seventy-six, right? So, right." Um, he, we used to joke later. He says, you know, I, I pay you on, I pay you on Friday and you give me a back plus, plus interest on Monday. Cause I would f- <laughs> every day that I could when either early before I had to work or after work or take the airplanes on cross countries on the weekend. And, uh, between being booted out of the Academy in January, but I didn't make it home till about March. Uh, cause of my Haw- Hawaii trip. Yeah. Um uh, September 1st I had my my instrument license and September 30th of 1976 I had my commercial pilot license with a multi-engine rating and I hit the streets with applications and resumes and I was very, very fortunate to run into some very very uh influential people that um one was a lady that's passed away from cancer that had come from Cuba her dad had run an airline in Cuba and she she was kind enough to interview me i had only 300 hours total time a very low time pilot and she said you know what if you'll do this this and this for the next year build some time and she flew C46 commandos is what she flew cargo onto the caribbean and south america wow. if you'll do this for the next year i will guarantee you a job and she says but If there's anything else you want to do, any type of other airplane you want to fly, go park yourself on their doorstep and don't leave it. Come back every week and get yourself known and tell them you'll work anything and um, any job. Get your foot in the door and I guarantee you'll get a job with those people. And that's what I did. I flew seaplanes out of Miami for a seaplane airline and uh, for three years. Chalk. Yeah. Chalks Airlines.
0: Yeah, that was so. There was a January of '77. I was stuck in uh, uh, Naval Flight Training Command uh, stash, is what they called it. They stashed uh-huh. away because we, we were finished with our ground school, but we weren't ready, we weren't on the flight schedule yet. And so, myself and another Annapolis guy drove down to uh, Miami, Florida, and you. <laughs> and i hung out for like a week
1: i remember forget, that
0: john i'll never forget you you flew me in your in your Cessna all over miami showing me all the cool areas and we went down <laughs> to uh i think we went down to key west or Probably. i don't know if we landed at Probably. Key west, but we flew over it and you're showing me how the 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 keys and everything and then you said i we're, we're gonna go to sea world because you had girlfriends at sea world that couldn't wait for <laughs> And oh my gosh, could you could you share that story from your
1: from your memory well, bank? If you don't remember it, I remember, it, I remember it really well. well.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do remember that, John. That was a great time.
0: <laughs> so people listening, if we go to this Sea World. They're doing a dolphin show and the or whatever shows they have, and there's these cute ladies that are running the the animal program. And Pat walks up like he, he tells me, "Oh, I, I, this will be great. We're gonna meet. We're, we can. I'll introduce you to all of them." And <laughs> he doesn't know them from Adam. They look at him like he's a freak. Is <laughs> 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 one of the more embarrassing things of all time. But uh, they were nice enough and pl- polite enough to let me actually feed fish to one of the dolphins and pet the dolphin. That was our big uh, social exchange cool. for that for that day. That was. That was Pat taking me to meet his girlfriends at the
1: Sea <laughs> World. <laughs> that was classic. Well, I'd love to. i have loved I would love to have had them be my girlfriends. But I know. <laughs> yes, it, but you'd be <laughs> both. But the, that was.
0: It didn't. We didn't exactly uh, wow the girls as much as fish <laughs> or the or the uh, aquatic animals. So what what happened after chalk?
1: Well, I went to work for Air Wisconsin. Um, um, at that point in time. I was I would had about 3,000 hours of flying time after three years um, well about total time and to get hired by Eastern Airlines or any of these other people you had to have jet time and so uh, I was able to um, land a job with Air Wisconsin up in Appleton Wisconsin and they were kind of a premier regional carrier at the time and uh, stayed there for 40 years wow just I just retired from him in 2017. Wow actually 2019 excuse me because I stayed on for a couple of years as a sim instructor And where where did you guys go? We flew all over the Midwest John there were actually uh, uh, it was a it wasn't just a small airplane airline um, About 1983 we had uh, bought four engine uh, fan jet engine fan jet airplanes rather and uh, we were flying 100-passenger jets in and out of Aspen, Colorado, and most of the skis, uh, ski areas up in Colorado. But we did we would leave Los Angeles. We'd leave Aspen and overnight in Los Angeles. But in the morning, we'd come back and fly Los Angeles to Aspen, Aspen to Chicago. Mm. And then Chicago, we'd sit there for four hours, and then Chicago to Roanoke. So we almost did coast-to-coast service but we just had four legs involved in there so did you
0: uh I, I'm, just, I'm kind of curious now you were you based in uh, colorado then or what
1: was that deal at that at that point in time i was based in indiana in fort wayne uh fly, i was flying out of chicago but we had uh, mostly uh midwest cities we also had denver as a base but i didn't fly out of denver as a sign place but through the years that I flew for them, I flew out of every base they had from Richmond to Denver to Chicago to Fort Wayne to Battle Creek, Michigan, and um, Appleton, Wisconsin. So,
0: You know, I think. If, and Moline, uh, Illinois. As, as we're talking here, you're the last civilian private pilot guy I've ever flown with, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I, I don't trust. Uh, No matter how knowledgeable or senior or well versed they are, I've flown too much in two seat jets in dangerous (laughs) situations to where I just don't, I just don't feel comfortable because I think they do rely more on too much on me to to show off or whatever. And I just, (laughs) the human factors kicks in and I just don't want to them to kill themselves trying to impress me. So I don't fly with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of a dork that way but uh that you're, uh, you're probably the last one because that was before i was doing any uh military right. flying so uh, that brings me to mind did you ever have any close calls
1: you know john um not really you know a couple of minor problems you know where the gear didn't indicate down a lot but it probably was and we followed the procedures that were taught and uh everything you know everything worked out well you know we took precautions had fire rescue waiting for us but Never anything major. You know, I've uh, had a, a couple of precautionary engine shutdowns through the years. But I, I actually flew for commercially from 76, late 76, uh, November 76 until probably. Well, 27,
0: 1998, 1998,
1: oh. before I ever shut down an engine in flight. I mean, I had the engine quit. Wow so you know lucky i guess or just good maintenance or something you know
0: and you never had any weather issues or
1: not really you know you know you just um had to turn around a couple times or yeah. take alternate courses to get around weather but no not really we we call that good head work <laughs> 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 you
0: know you're you're doing the right thing and I, and i think the the message i want to get across to folks is you can have a long career in aviation and, and not have the stress or the danger that sometimes, you know, the, the environment will do to you if you have good situational awareness and, and you're calm and the pressure.
1: Right. Yeah, good and point, John.
0: I, and I think uh, I think even though Pat won't admit it, I think he got a lot of that that mindset from the four year or three and a half, whatever years of garbage he ate at the Academy.
1: Oh, heck yeah. You know, John, <laughs> I would never give that up for a minute. I mean, the 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 people that we were around, you know, uh, not only our classmates, but the the instructors that came back and told war stories and just whenever you're around professional people, they've put it all on the line and they've they've learned from their experiences and they've shared it with you. It's a phenomenal lesson. You know, it really is. Yeah, so. I <laughs> I couldn't have said it better, man. That, that is, you know. That is...
0: Unfortunately, I, I, it's a, a rough place to be at, but <laughs> the lessons will, will stick with you for a long time, I think.
1: You know, I, I think I even think about it today and you know, how we were taught to sit in a brace at the dinner table, you know, oh. and oh. and um, suffer through a, sometimes a barrage of insults and just quizzing and all that stuff, you know, but, you know, to stare at that Air Force emblem at the top of our plate and the whole goal was to improve our peripheral vision. So if we ever needed it, we'd have it. Yeah. And well, that, that's what they said. I think they people... <laughs> That's what they said. I, really, but I, think it, I think it worked. It
0: worked. Yeah. But I, I, I wish I could have learned it a different way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm still a little paranoid when people come up from my, uh, my four o'clock and my eight o'clock position. It's like, huh. oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you
0: mentioned the phrase uh, dinner table. I don't remember ever having dinner that first year
1: <laughs> that was more of a concept than an actual actuality some some butthead i don't remember i was i was a you know we were duallys and stuff i came in from all right i don't know why it was maybe it was during basic training i don't know but we didn't have really assigned seats to go to into mitchell hall
0: mm.
1: and this this guy's like dumping on me specifically and i got one bite of my hamburger and one bite of the baked beans that were on that table and I was just starved and I still think of that guy today, you know, I think <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was a lesson to be learned or I don't know, you know, but well, uh, Pat, I, I still remember,
0: it. I still remember the 4th of July. It was the the famous 4th of July our third, third or fourth day at the, at the Academy. Right? They, they had been barking at us for a couple of days and they march us in and it's a warm day and we're we're having lunch at Mitch's and it's the fourth of July and I'm thinking, this is not independence at all, you know. <laughs> and, and I just remember getting doing squat thrush or yelled at or whatever, and I'm and I'm watching this little squared ice cream thing with a flag embedded in it melt into a puddle of goo. <laughs> and I never got to eat the wonderful little squared ice cream thing. I never you saw know, it. Again. I think
1: I remember that dessert. Come to think of it, <laughs> it just melted into
0: nothing, and I never saw it again. I don't think they did it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could have had a little bite of that ice cream. That 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 sticks with me fifty years later.
1: <laughs> Isn't that something? God Almighty! So, did you ever have any fun downtown, downtown uh, Colorado Springs? Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, you know, John, I, I, I still, I, I. I got interested in flying through flying gliders. Yeah. And the Mecca of glider flying was in color at black forest Port, just oh Just really? due North of the uh, Colorado Springs airport or Peterson field. Um, and whenever I had a day off, you know, like a, a Saturday or a Sunday, but you know, ironically, I never took a weekend off. I should have, but I never did. Um, I would hitchhike down to uh, down Academy Boulevard, and I can't remember. Um, there was a side street, the main main street that ran out of town before Powers Boulevard or Tower Boulevard or whatever it's called is there now, but it was well west or northwest of that. And I'd I'd hike, I'd hitchhike for a couple of hours, and work my way out there. You know, sometimes people would pick me up, and they'd find out what I was doing, and say, oh, "I know where the gliderport is. I'll drive you out there." Got <laughs> nothing to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, I'd go fly gliders and I, you know, just, uh, that was, that was my, uh, my release, I think, you know, your, your pressure relief valve. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, my grades were good enough to get into the soaring program. Right. But it allowed me to get into the, you know, go fly sailplanes and I had some great flights out there and some, some great experiences. I remember one time being at like 14,000 feet mean wow. sea level. Wow. Field elevation was seven thousand, so I was up about seven thousand feet AGL, and a C C14, 14 a C one forty one comes in underneath me, maybe <laughs> fifteen hundred feet or so, <laughs> and he's on the approach to land at Pete Field. You know, I thought, "Hello, holy, holy <laughs> mackerel!" He never <laughs> even saw me. You know, you know, it wasn't <laughs> a close call, but it was like, "Wow, that was you know, that was just." Well, mean, was it, it, he wasn't. He
0: wasn't looking for you, but you better be looking yeah, for him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's, yeah, I, I can imagine that that would have been Harry. So they were, they were on the approach and Wow. Right. Yeah. And did, did you ever, uh, when you're doing a glider thing and you're, and you're doing, how'd you get up there? Do they have a tow
1: rope? Tow, yeah. They tow, tow you up by airplane, just like okay, an airplane. You know, just the way they do it at the Academy now, you know, they uh, tow you up with an airplane and you release and, you know fly run going up you know my my thing at the academy i only had one
0: soaring ride and that was in the about a 30 second ride where they were doing the rope tow from the
1: that was that
0: was with yeah i think it was it was some some catapult
1: thing and right they call (laughs) it a winch winch launch
0: yeah we got up about 50 feet the thing broke and he had to turn it we had land cross cross runway into a (laughs) ditch and it was a firsty, a '73 grad, a firsty with a long last name and began with S. And so, 50 years or 40 years later, when they're doing the Hudson thing, I assume it had to be him because there weren't a lot of a lot of guys with that name on the uh, on the deal.
1: <laughs> probably, probably was. Yeah, I,
0: I'm quite sure. If i if I met him again, I probably would. Uh, it would trigger for me, at least. He would remember me and be one of the 500 yeah. dualies that he scared us. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> he, he, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he'd be reverting back to those skills uh now about I, 30 years later
0: i i do recall one other thing that you and i did together and i don't remember specifics but i do remember i do have the book and it proves that you were at uh, fort benning that third summer yeah series i was with
1: us were you and there we you, you and you i were in this? that
0: same crowd yeah with nat and a bunch of other guys
1: well i was charlie 200 what was your number
0: uh, i so, Don't I, remember? I have to pull the book out and look but yeah it was, uh, right. that 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 was a very interesting uh period of time what I what th- did you think of that
1: i think paul Prang was the uh outstanding jumper of that of that period if you're i think or he might have been the second period but
0: well i just, remember him having that the would little, not uh, be a little surprise he pretty much was superior at everything
1: <laughs> well i gotta tell you a story this okay I was, I was born with a shit-eating grin on my face, right? <laughs> okay. All through elementary school. All through school, I was always in trouble, right? I might not have done it, but they, they picked on me because I was always smiling about everything, right? <laughs> yeah. The Black Hats, the guys that ran the program, came up to me at the end of the program and said, you know, Pat, or Mr. Murray, he said, Mr. Murray, he says, I just want to let you know, he says, we were going to pick you for Outstanding Jumper. Uh-oh. But... You were always smiling about everything. We thought maybe you were taking this not taking this place serious.
0: <laughs> I thought, damn it. We're jumping out of planes. Are you kidding
1: <laughs> I was totally serious about that. I don't <laughs> want to break a leg or lose my life, you know. You
0: can't be more serious. <laughs> what do you think? John Macra.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just uh curious if you had
0: any uh that's that's a good story. So no, what I wish take the baby I wish Ron Barron.
1: I wish Ron Barron was here to tell his stories because he, he had some entanglement where he ended up uh, competing with his class, you know, one of his jump mates for air. And, yeah. And he ended up on top of the guy's chute with his chute collapsed. Yeah. I remember at like about 800 feet above ground level. Right. Yeah.
0: And he had to run off it.
1: Yeah. He, he ran, he runs off. You imagine running off the top of a parachute. Well, and I, he's wrapped in the yeah. shroud line. He's like, it's like a death shroud. Yeah oh my god if he could tell that story i just did would be great you know well he but, did
0: relate for me a little bit of it the last time i talked to him this is about 10 years ago 15, 10 or 12 years ago and he said that um he still had a back back problems from that he, really? had, he basically hurt his back so bad on that landing that it stayed with him all the way through the academy and all the way up until his late 50s and no kidding and, yeah yeah, he was still complaining about the back pain. I go, oh, geez, Ron, and I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, yeah. I and I know he, he passed away shortly after we talked. So I, right, I uh, figured there's something else going on too. Yeah, yeah, he he, you know, he, you just so you can everybody can understand what's going on here. You know, Pat didn't stick with us till graduation. We had four other guys that were really integral in our squadron that. Got rolled out to other squadrons because we, we had such a tight bond that nobody quit, and so we lost. Uh, we, it's just that the last part of the senior year was kind of sad because we were, they were they were plucking guys away from us for reasons unbeknownst to us, and outside of our control, and we felt bad about that. The good old the good old Air Force Academy they have their ways about them. They want yeah. to balance things out, and you know
1: they're really ailing. It really alienated those guys though i remember uh
0: yeah
1: uh kai was so uh, uh just it was like struck in the st- struck in the stomach so uh, strongly that you lost you know you know you lose your win you know you're like yeah just devastated you know he was he I, when we talked to him on
0: this thing he was very happy though that we invited him to palmdale for that seat, that day. that final that final uh trip to palmdale that thanksgiving uh-huh. now you went to one of those right
1: uh no i think i really missed out though i wish i had oh
0: now I know. yeah you, you no you totally missed out <laughs> <laughs> you would have become legendary if you had gone <laughs> okay well i'm sorry about that, I, that
1: for, 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 well, I, was,
0: I thought you'd gone with us on one of those
1: I, I i was kind of engaged the whole time i was at the academy oh okay and you know uh Going out there to a deputat ball just wouldn't have fit very well. So no, that that, 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 a, that that's why not. I didn't go. But I really do wish now that I had gone. You know. Well, but third
0: lieutenant at the Yo Club pool was was no problem, right?
1: No, it was. Oh my God, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing, but. Um... You there? Yeah, I, well, I'm just sort of sitting here thinking how to say it. You know. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah, don't go into you know, anything to get you in trouble.
1: No, well, that's why I can't say it. Uh, but it, you know, when you fall in love with somebody, you know, yeah. it, it just, uh, it just changes your whole life's perspective. You know. Yeah. And it, and it kind of, I don't know, it just encompasses the whole experience and says, you know, why, man, that was that was a wonderful part of my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay.
0: So I guess the last, the last thing is, did you, uh, did you want to leave a a parting message to
1: the group? You know, um, I, I know that the uh, the challenges at the Academy uh, seem overwhelming at time, but just keep getting up every morning and um, you know, put one foot in front of the other and keep moving, you know, and keep the goal in sight, you know, and I uh, know there are a lot of people out behind you pu- pulling for you as well, you know, and rooting for you. Um, um, and maybe pick one class that you need to take that you need to get an <laughs> A in so that you bring that D to a B or B plus, you know, so um, it's a matter of mathematics. It really, really is. And, Um, I wasn't really good with mathematics and I ended up with about a 1.94 average at the end. It just didn't, didn't work for me, but uh, um, you got it in you, just keep going and keep moving forward. And uh, if something doesn't work out, there's life after the academy too. You know, just keep your goals in in sight and uh, push for what you want in your life, you know, because this is the only shot we have at it, you know? Yeah. And And Pat,
0: just for your advice or for your info, we are you are always a Pink Panther. You 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 are one of us forever.
1: We're, John, we're thank you.
0: Thrilled to have you in our group.
1: Appreciate it, brother. Love you. Thank you so much. All right,
0: man. I'll-